Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. It is Tuesday, the 17th of October. Good morning. Asia Pacific markets are trading higher this morning following an overnight rally on Wall Street. Ryan Huang joins me this morning as we break down all the market action. How's Tuesday looking? Looking pretty good. How's your morning going so far? Good. Cat day was really good. <laughs> Cat day. Um, today is the rapper Eminem's birthday. So there you go. Happy birthday, Eminem. Blast from the past. How old is he? 80? 51. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since I've heard anything by him, I have to say. All right. As far as birthdays go, if you share today's birthday with Eminem, happy birthday to you too. Let's start in China, where a former chairman of one of the country's biggest banks has been arrested for suspected bribery and concerns about the economy on leading Beijing to take additional steps to boost the stock market. On top of that, analysts are speculating which troubled property developer may be the next to fall. Now, you'll recall that some of the biggest names in Chinese property, including Country Garden, China Evergrande, they've had trouble paying their debts. Country Garden missed a payment a month ago and is entering the final hours today to avoid its first bond default. The sum that it needs to pay to avoid default, 15.4 million US dollars. In the meantime, JP Morgan estimates that property developers accounting for some 40% of Chinese home sales have missed bond payments, which leads us back to the question, who is next? A Bloomberg columnist has her eye on a subsidiary of Ping An Insurance. Why is that right? Yeah, and she has a pretty nice headline to go with it. Now, who is going to be holding on to the new hot potato? So, who is the next person to drop in this um, series of dominoes? And it looks like Ping An Real Estate is in focus here. And there is a few things to note about Ping An. One is um, the liabilities that it's holding right now is raising a few eyebrows. So, if you look at first, it's balance sheet. So it's holding around 110 billion yuan in assets. And this is around 10 billion yuan in cash. So this will allow it to cover only about half of its interest bearing debt in the next 12 months. But that's not even the most worrying part. So mm-hmm. the most worrying part or more worrying part is uh, what's not showing up on the financial reports. Mm. And this is where if you dig a bit deeper they have actually not um, been forthcoming in some of their disclosures. So they actually concealed an overdue loan totaling 200 million million yuan. So you have these two things going on. One is not enough money to pay up for its various interest payments. And the other one is what else is being concealed. So there is a bit of um, question marks around its transparency and wider question about how much... Um, confidence you can put behind Pingan real estate right now. And of mm. course, the wider questions around the property sector in China. What else is going to happen? Yeah, lots unsaid to look at. So Pingan real estate is being hit by falling sales, much like other developers, but it also apparently has a substantial amount of off-balance sheet liabilities. What do you make of that? Yeah, so a lot of question marks and it really shows... Um, that you can't have a 
strong conclusion, at least an opinion that you no, know, this is the bottom of the slump for the Chinese property real estate um, saga, right? Mm-hmm. Just last month, who have thought Ping An will come into the conversation with all these issues until you know, Anders dug into the numbers, and then here you have the um, report that it has actually not been forthcoming on a couple of fronts. And of course, we talked about Country Garden. Mm-hmm. You pointed out that it's in the final hours of being declared defaulting on one of his um, dollar bond payments. And of course, later on this month, there is another dollar bond payment that's going to be due. So that's another grace period for paying up to um, meet its deadline. So you've got these various issues just weighing on the Chinese property real estate sector. And there is no clear sign that things are going to turn around yet. No, some more hot potatoes expected. Shares of Ping An Real Estate's parent company, Ping An Insurance, have fallen 18% in Hong Kong trade over the past three months. We should note that not all China property market news is gloomy at the moment. On the positive side, Sunak China has become the first mainland property developer to complete a debt restructuring plan. In the meantime, the markets are still waiting to see if China will adopt new fiscal stimulus measures measures meant to prop up the economy. This has not come to fruition, but Beijing is taking measures to boost its markets. What's the latest here? Yeah, so it does look like you've got policymakers stepping up to, um, I guess, protect the system to some extent. So they are tightening curbs on short selling activities, as you expect when you short sell anything. It can lead to a spiral in terms of confidence when you see prices going down. You've got more people jumping on the bandwagon. And in China, the retail crowd is a huge crowd. So that can really drive down confidence very fast. And here you have the regulators increasing the margin ratio for ordinary securities to at least 80% from 50%. And for hedge funds, that's going to be 100%. So this will, I suppose, help with the potential um, short-selling issues that they might face uh, when you have these um, crises in confidence. All right. The Shenzhen composite down 8% over the past three months. Hong Kong's Hang Seng index down 9%. At the top of the show, I mentioned that the former chairman of one of the country's biggest banks has been arrested for a suspected bribery. That's Liu Liangge, who used to be chair of the Bank of China. Liu reportedly took bribes and illegally granted loans. As the Business Times notes, Chinese President Xi Jinping has been waging a sweeping anti-corruption campaign. Proponents say the policy promotes clean governance, while critics say it helps see purge political rivals. Now, while talking about China, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that representatives of 130 nations and 30 global organizations are gathering in Beijing today for a forum on China's Belt and Road Initiative. You'll remember Beijing launched the Belt and Road Initiative some 10 years ago, but spending on these projects appears to have peaked in 2018, before the onset of COVID-19, before China's economy showed signs of slowing. At this week's forum, Beijing is expected to announce a new Belt and Road initiative, one that is blue. Mm. How so? 
Yeah, it is a bit of a blue road because, like the name suggests, it is going to focus on what's dubbed the blue economy. Mm. And this, according to the World Bank, is where you look at what's in the oceans, the resources available, and particularly the sustainable use of ocean resources for economic growth, improved livelihoods, and jobs, and all in the tune of um, preserving the health of the ocean ecosystem. So the Belt and Road Initiative already had a bit of that, but now I think it's going to be ramped up to focus on marine resources. And a couple of things could be in play here, including um, biodiversity conservation, things like climate change and technological collaboration. So more details to come. That's it. And uh, I, I suppose when we talk about blue, we could also look towards maritime cooperation and how Belt and Road might expand there. All right, let's turn to U.S. markets now, where more than 50 S&P 500 constituents are slated to report profits this week. The focus this morning is on the retail brokerage Charles Schwab. Its profits have come in better than expected, but they are still significantly lower compared to a year ago. In part, they've been hurt by something known as cash sorting, which is a practice that many banks don't want you to do. Can you give us a primer on cash sorting? Yeah, so if you follow a lot of financial, I guess, bloggers or influencers, one of the tips they would typically tell you is you know, where to save your money and it's not in your savings account. Uh, that's where you get pretty much the lowest interest rates but of course it is the safest place. So the next best place according to many of them would be to park it in what's called market money funds and typically these are run by brokerages. So they give you a more decent interest rate for your return. So in terms of risk versus reward it is more attractive. It's not that risky but at the same time gives you a much better rate. So that's where many people, consumers, customers of banks have been flocking to. And for Charles Schwab, that's bad news because more of them are um, going or whether more of them are starting to move away from their accounts. So that is starting to hurt Charles Schwab. Right. So it's about moving your money around. Mm. Um, Charles Schwab's revenue may be down, but investors do see a silver lining. Charles Schwab shares rose nearly 5% overnight, maybe because of a sense that the stock, which has been down 35% since January, may be oversold. All right, it is time for corporate news. Let's do it up or down style and start with Apple. All right, Apple is going to be a down for me and I've got the report that the iPhone is not doing too well in China. In fact, losing its top spot to Huawei. So I suppose it is a worrying sign for Apple. China is one of its biggest markets and this is showing that Chinese competitors are starting to eat Apple's lunch. Yeah, I've always wondered how Apple would fit into the whole ecosystem there. It doesn't make sense, right? Huawei mm. obviously would be thought of as more compatible. It's just the first 17 days that we're tracking Apple's sales are down 4.5%. So Apple's new iPhone 15 is what it's called, is not selling nearly as well in China as compared with last year's launch of the iPhone 14. Analysts at Jeffrey saying that Apple sales are down by more than 10%. Uh, as I mentioned, there are points of view that put the drop at 4.5%. 
4.5%. Analysts say two factors are at play here. China's slowing economy and stronger competition from its rivals like Huawei. Either way, it's a down this morning for Apple. Let's look at our next entrant on Up or Down and that is Microsoft. Yeah, I am looking at down as well for Microsoft and this is via the story around LinkedIn, which Microsoft owns. And this includes fresh job cuts happening at LinkedIn to the tune of over seven or nearly 700 jobs. And this is the next round of job cuts that it is announcing since May, where we also saw 700 jobs being cut. So all in, it's a reflection of how the hiring activity is just slowing down across many places. And for LinkedIn itself, it is cutting back. So it's a, perhaps a sign that perhaps the Fed rate hikes are working to slow down the economy and it's going to be welcome for the Federal Reserve's uh, moves in time to come. So for LinkedIn, not so much. It is cutting back because business is not that good. Yeah, so Microsoft's 700 employees that it's announced will be retrenched from LinkedIn is in addition to the 10,000 employees, by the way, that uh, it mentioned would be laid off back in January. Most of the laid off employees come from the engineering department. So we're looking at a slimmer LinkedIn, slimmer uh, Microsoft. It's not a good look. So I'm going to give Microsoft a down this morning. Next up, let's look at social media company Snap. All right, Snap is an interesting story. I think for many of us, we have moved on to other social media platforms. Um, That could be why analysts were a bit um, less optimistic about its outlook until some numbers came out this morning, a media report um, based on a leaked internal memo showing that they are expecting a much bigger number in terms of number of users they are targeting uh, that is much higher than the Wall Street forecast. So Snap is expected to have more than 475 million daily active users next year, above the previous or rather um, above the consensus forecast of 447 million. So that is helping to lift Snap's stock price. Hmm. The memo also said it's fully advertising growth could be more than 20%. So they're looking at a very optimistic uh, couple of projections for 2024. The figures are higher than what analysts, though, have been predicted. So when the memo, that internal memo leaked, investors bid up Snap shares. They rose 12% overnight. A word of caution, though, Snap officials have told CNBC that the numbers are, quote, stretch goals. Mm. All the same, I'll give Snappin' up. How's Lululemon doing? All right, Lululemon is stretching as well, (laughs) higher. And its share price is up more than 10% to a near two-year high because it is joining the club, the S&P 500 club. So Mm -hmm. it's joining the index. So good news for Lululemon when you join an index. Index funds have to typically buy more of your stock and that helps the stock price. And in case you're wondering, who does it replace? Well, it takes the place of Activision Blizzard. It's being bought up by Microsoft, right? So Lululemon joining the benchmark S&P 500 index. Investors like that. They bid up Lululemon shares on the news. They jumped more than 10% to close at a two-year high. Our last entry this morning is Keppel DC REIT. All right, Keppel DC REIT. Now, data centers have been in the news lately. Well, for Capital DC REIT, uh, a bit of um, 
Not so great news as well because its DPU or distribution per unit is down 3.6%. And this comes as its income is also down 6.5%. So weighed down by higher finance costs, Mm -hmm. which have risen nearly 57%. So this is uh, for Capital DC, we are down for me in the third quarter. I join you there. Highest interest rates are taking a bite out of Capital DC REIT's bottom line. Its distribution unit holders are dropping by 3.6. Its distributions, yeah, dropping by 3.6%. So that is a down for Capital DC REIT. Our last word today belongs to billionaire investor Sir Jim Ratcliffe. He has apparently won a race to purchase a 25% stake in Manchester United. Now that his primary competitor, a Qatari company owned by Sheikh Jassim, has dropped its bid. So the Glazer family, which put part of its stake up for sale, will still remain in charge at Man U, but they expected to gradually sort of sell off uh, more of their shares. We should note that Ratcliffe's offer still needs to be approved by the Man U board. Tell us uh, what you think this could mean for Man U fans listening. It's going to be a painful journey for them. I think it's been going back and forth and for uh, a Man U fan, they just want the football to continue and Mm. the drama in the boardroom to be fixed. And it does look like pointed out, no? There's a lot of discussion to be had. And right now, it is about money. And it does not look like anyone is close to the asking price from the Glazers. Right now, the report is $8 billion US dollars. Mm. Um, the closest that seems to be on the table is $6.3 billion. So it seems like the alternative is to try to sell it in smaller portions. And that's where smaller pieces of... Um, uh, stock sales may be happening. Um, for menu fans, I hope that is um, going to conclude soon. Brace for change, menu fans. Ratcliffe, we note, uh, is chairman of a chemicals company, the Ineos Group. He is one of the richest people in the UK and Manu has significant debts. So part of Ratcliffe's money, if the deal is approved, will go to paying these debts off. It is also expected that part of uh, the purchase money could be used to build a new stadium because the existing one, I hear, is in very poor shape. In fact, The Guardian calls Man U's stadium an embarrassment. Sounds like they need more money. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Market View. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Thank you very much, Thanks, Ryan. Michelle. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.